The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. The Claire Trevor School of the Arts has many dance, drama, music, and studio arts performances throughout the school year on the campus of UC Irvine. Events range from student ensembles to master classes given by professionals throughout the year that are open to the public. For more information on events and ticket prices, visit www.arts.uci.edu. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hey there, welcome to the Get the Funk Out Show. I'm your host, Janine. Happy Monday, everybody. Very special show on this morning. I am joined by three very talented staff members from UCI's Claire Trevor School of the Arts. They're going to be joining me. And first up is Molly Lynch. She's an award-winning choreographer, artistic director with over 30 years of experience creating, producing, and presenting dance. So hang tight. She'll be on in just a minute. All right, we are joined by Molly Lynch. Good morning, Molly. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. You know, I know there are so many great things going on at the Clara Trevor School of the Arts, and I heard about your upcoming production, and I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about it. Well, this is the Dance Visions production, which is um, our, our annual faculty choreographed um, performance where our um, dance faculty choreograph for the students, the undergrads and the grad students. Great. And um, so that's our, what we're going to be doing coming up February 11th through the 15th. Okay. And uh, tell me how people get involved in that production. You know, you get take people with a lot of experience. I mean, how does this work? Well, we have a, a, a good number of dance majors in our department, mm -hmm. and uh, we do an open audition in the fall. And the choreographers for the production each choose their own cast, and then they begin working on the pieces a little bit in the fall and then mostly predominantly in this winter quarter. That's great. Yeah. So we have, I think, about 65 uh, dancers involved in this production this year. Is that an unusual number? Is that uh, pretty average? Um, it's a pretty large number, but yeah. this, this pr production uh, weekend is, is typically a pretty large production, and uh, very often there's about that number of dancers involved in it as well. And we have four pieces on the program, so we have three new pieces by faculty and one restaging. Now, Molly, you are currently an assistant professor of dance in the Claire Trevor School of the Arts. Um, tell me about your background, how, how you came to be at this position. Um, well, I, I um, actually have my degree from UC Irvine many years ago, my bachelor's and my master's. And after I got my degree, um, I 
during the time I was doing that, I danced professionally with the Louisville Ballet. Oh. And then um, after I had gotten my master's degree, I got more involved in arts management, and I took on the artistic directorship of Ballet Pacifica, and I was the artistic director of that professional company for about 16 years. And then when I left that company, I got back into academia and started doing some teaching at a couple of different universities and then applied for a position at UC Irvine. And so Mm -hmm. I'm now an associate professor at UCI. I've been there for nine years now. That's fantastic. Tell me, when did you first know this was the path for you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I I started dancing when I was about six years old, and it was something my parents thought would be good for me to, to give me a you know, broader education, go to school, and, and I had some piano lessons and some ballet lessons, and mm-hmm. the ballet just kind of stuck with me. I just wanted more and more lessons, and I enjoyed the analyzing how to do the steps and the rehearsals and you know, working on all of that. So about age 13 or 14, I think I sort of decided that dance was sort of my passion, and I wanted to, to be a dancer. Good for you. So I pre- pursued it pretty hard for uh, quite a while, and as I said, I went and started my my bachelor's degree and then left that to go and dance with Louisville Ballet and then eventually came back and finished my bachelor's and got my master's thinking that teaching in a university was where I wanted to be but mm-hmm. when, once I got my master's I really decided that I wanted to be more involved in arts management so I actually worked oh. for South Coast Repertory Theater in their development department for about four years before I went to Ballet Pacifica Okay. so it's just been a you know one step at a time, you yes. see you know, some doors open up and you find an interest in that area. And, mm-hmm. um, but I've always really enjoyed dance and the physicality of it. And um, I've been choreographing works uh, myself for probably 30 years. And, um, so I've, it's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Long time. You know, yeah. I actually took ballet as a kid, but point was always so intimidating to watch. <laughs> I mean, is that something that is just very challenging? It is very challenging, but I think if you have good, strong training and you develop the, the strength in your legs and the strength in your feet, it can mm-hmm. also be um, really, really fun to do as well. Um, you know, but it it does take a very strong foot and you know flexibility as as well. So yes, and you have to be willing to deal with the blisters and the calluses and all of that too. Yeah, I probably was intimidated by that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, the Fokine Ballet School in New York City, and oh. I went to the camp. Uh-huh. And I remember the camp feeling like boot camp. I mean, it was I lo- it was great, but it was first, you know, a bit of an adjustment to go mm-hmm. from the ballet and then the jazz and the tap and the and. But in retrospect, it was an incredible experience. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And I, you know, I actually still know a few people who went to the camp with me. Uh huh. Tell me something. The theme of the show is get the funk out. How has this you know, pursued for you, perhaps kept you out of a funk or helped you maybe deal with, you know, ups and downs of life? Well, I think you make adjustments as things go by. Um, you know, there are different opportunities present themselves at different times. I mean, I've, I've been in dance for a, a really long time, but I've had different roles in dance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it is being flexible um, um, as a, a, a dancer and then finding the time when it's time to make a transition into another part of the dance um, life, yes. um, that of being a choreographer and, and a teacher, and then that of being um, an artistic director of a company, and then that of changing into moving over into academia and working in academia. So 
although my, my life and my career have always been in dance, there's been different tracks, different parts of it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's one way of um, getting the funk out is, is, and not getting stale and, yes. and um, having new challenges and um, new opportunities that, that present themselves to you and taking those um, chances. Yes. You, you really have an incredible career. I'm looking, you, have, you received a scholarship to the Jeffrey uh, Ballet School. Mm-hmm. And you were a soloist and a principal dancer. This has been just an incredible journey for you. Yeah, and it's one thing I try and I you know teach a senior seminar class to um, our dance, some of our dance majors, and it's one thing I try and emphasize to them is that you're going to have a different path. You're not going to go from point A to point B. It's mm-hmm. going to go A to B to C to D, and you can still be involved in dance all the way along that path but you have to keep yourself open to different opportunities and different situations right? Um, so that you're, you're willing to be somewhat flexible about what you do and, and stay open because you don't really know what those opportunities are going to be um, and what's going to present themselves to you. Well, and, I, you know, I've heard stories about how you reach a certain age and you feel like, well, I can't be a dancer anymore. Well, that's it. But that's not true. You can no. open your path up to many different things. Yes, yes. I think that's that's the whole thing is that it's not true. You, there's many many other things that you can do in the dance field. Um, you know, you can be involved as a stage manager, or you can be a costume designer, or you can um, you know be a choreographer or run a company. So there's a lot of different things that you can go that are very fulfilling. I think um, you know I think people feel that there's this adrenaline and this fulfillment that you get by being a performer on stage and doing live theater and live dance, which is very true. And there is that sort of in the moment kind of feeling. But I think you can also feel incredibly gratified when you choreograph something and you see the dancers dancing your work on stage as well. Or you, you know, you put a show together as an artistic director and you see the the audience reaction to the different pieces, that can be very, very fulfilling as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, what I was going to ask, because some people are not that familiar with the Claire Trevor School of the Arts, mm-hmm. what are some things that, that would be great for people to know about it? Um, well, one of the things I think is really great is, you know, this is the 50th anniversary of the university, but the Claire Trevor School of the Arts was one of the, the founding schools as well. Oh. So this is also the 50th anniversary of the School of the Arts, and, mm-hmm. and also of the dance department. Um, so it's been, uh, has a long history. Um, we have uh, four departments in our, the School of the Arts. We have art, music, drama, and dance. And um, I think that it's really a, been a well-run and well-developed program, uh, mm-hmm. very strong in the dance. Our dance department is in the top ten in the country. That's incredible. Wow. And um, we have a lot of dancers that... Uh, graduate and go on to professional dancing careers, either on Broadway or cruise ships or with modern companies or ballet companies, and also go on to doing a lot of teaching and choreographing um, as well. So um, we're sort of built on a conservatory model, meaning that we um, focus a lot on the practice of dance, the technique and performances, but we also have a good amount of academic classes in terms of critical issues Le bon notation, dance history, mm-hmm. um, music for dancers, and video and technology as well. So it's a very well-rounded program um, as well. 
Are there mostly people coming into the undergraduate program, or do you get people that have been out of dance for a while that want to get back into it? I mean, what is the audience like? Uh, we have about 180 undergrads and then about 22 graduate students. And our graduate students are, are dancers or, or artists that have been out in the field and want to come back to get a, a degree um, so that they can either teach in a university or also to expand their horizons and get more experience in technology or mm-hmm. work on choreography or do dance science research. Um, so there's a lot of different directions, and each of them sort of chooses their own focus area and their own thesis topics to be working on in, their, in the graduate program. It's really exciting that yeah. you have so many things going on. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now tell me about Billy the Kid. Um, well, Billy the Kid, um, the, you know, the, fi- the 50th anniversary has been, you know, called Bright Past, Brilliant Future. And Billy the Kid was choreographed by our founding chair, Eugene Loring. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we, when we were talking about the 50th anniversary, I felt like it would be really great to honor our founding chair as part of the 50th anniversary. So that bright past. That's so nice. And um, so... I um, contacted the Eugene Loring estate to try and get permission to be able to have the ballet restaged on our dancers. And what they say? Absolutely. Or? They they said you know do you yeah, you know let's talk about it okay. and and um, you know let's see if you have the dancers to be able to do it and mm-hmm. so um, they said yes and they, the artistic executor of the Eugene Loring estate is a woman named Patrice Whiteside who is also a grad from UC Irvine. She graduated oh. in um, 1975, I believe, and was there at the time when Eugene Loring was there. And I, too, was um, a student there when Eugene Loring was there, so I felt like it was kind of bringing back Perfect. Our, our history. Yes. And yes. Um, so we you know, had discussions about it, and she said yes, and we worked out the timing of when the um, regisseur, which is the restager, when he could come and work with the dancers and stage the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, be able to put it up on the performances. Um, it's really a, an American classic. It was choreographed in 1938. Um, Eugene Loring was commissioned by Lincoln Kirsting to do this um, ballet, basically about Billy the Kid, yes. and they commissioned the score from Aaron Copeland, and um, it was uh, choreographed in 1938, and Eugene Loring actually did the role of Billy the Kid in the original production. He did? Look at that. <laughs> and um, it's been restaged and remounted on companies such as American Ballet Theater, the Joffrey Ballet, Pacific Northwest Ballet, Nashville Ballet, Louisville Ballet. So it's in the repertory of many, many professional companies throughout the United States. And as I said, it's really considered to be an American classic. Mm-hmm. It's um, a story about, you know, America and moving westward and, you know, the, the frontiers and, and the um, pioneers crossing the plains. And, and so it's... A tremendous history lesson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's um, a great way for us to be honoring the past the, with Eugene Loring's work and the... De- the, the department, but we're also um, supporting the, br- the brilliant future with um, three new pieces on the program by um, our current faculty members as well. That's so exciting. And tell me, when, when is this production, Billy the Kid? Uh, this is on February 11th through the 15th, okay. Wednesday through Sunday. 
Um, we'll be doing six performances. And I, wa- I also want to say that for Billy the Kid, we'll mm-hmm. be working with the UCI Symphony Orchestra as well, so it'll be live music for that. And um, it's been great to be working with Maestro um, Stephen Tucker and um, his orchestra and working with them on doing the music for it, too, because it's a beautiful, great score. It sounds like you're going to get a big turnout from not just the UCI community, but surrounding areas of Orange County. Well, we hope so. I mean, because I think it'll be really a great program, um, quite a variety. Um, Tong Wang is doing a new piece, uh, mm-hmm. Sean Boyle a new piece, Donald McHale a new piece, and then we'll have Billy the Kid. So it'll be quite a, a variety of, of works on the, the program. And if people want to find out more about the schedule uh, for this production and others, where would they go? Uh, UCI Claire Trevor School of the Arts, or CTSA. Okay. Yep. Wonderful. Uh, tell anything else you want to talk about for the, with the Claire Trevor School of the Arts. Anything else you have going on? Obviously, you got a full plate. <laughs> oh yeah, and we you know we have even more dance performances coming up in the spring quarter with our grad concert Dance Escape and our mm-hmm. undergrad concert Physical Graffiti. So there's always something going on at UCI. Um, certainly in the dance department and the drama, art and music, there's uh, shows going on all the time. It's a pretty lively campus. I know. It, there's so much that the campus has to offer. Yes. Tell me about Physical Graffiti. Uh, that's a, a production that will be later in spring quarter. Um, it's done, choreographed by the undergraduate students for the students. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So they kind of mix it up, different styles? And... Yes, yes. How right. great. There, and there's usually eight or nine smaller pieces on the, that program. Mm-hmm. All right, wonderful. And, and then coming up in the next part of the show, we're actually going to be joined by Sean Boyle and Tong Wang. Right. Uh, have you worked with them for a while now? Well, Tong's been on faculty for several years, and Sean is new with us. She started in um, September. Um, so, but we're we're all Sean and Tong and I are part of the ballet faculty in the department. So we work closely together in in that capacity. Um, and they're both great people. And then Donald has been more, works more in the modern area, and um, he'll be doing a, a really wonderful, lively piece as well. That's great. One last thing, because the theme of the show is Get the Funk Out, do you have any advice for somebody that's going through a funk? You know, let's say they're a student here, and they're trying to find their way, they're not sure, their path. Well, I think one thing is to get involved. You know, um, if they... if Try something new. Go over and take a ballet one class in the dance department or a drama acting class or something like that. Try something new. Meet some new people. Go to the performances. Um, I think that that you'll find that there's really high-quality work that's being presented in the Claire Trevor School of the Arts. Um, They're not terribly expensive to go to, and I think that um, opening up your horizons and trying something new is a way of getting the funk out. Yes, and you never know who you're going to meet. That's right. And the other thing is that, you know, some of the people, you know, the students, they're, the people that they meet and they work with and they're dancing with now are going to be lifelong friends. That's very true. It's a very small world in the dance, dance area and I think in theater as well. As, and the, these people that they're working with now, um, I think they'll find that they'll continue working with them and these relationships are, will, will last a lifetime. And, you know, I find that you never know what's going to trigger your creativity or your inspiration until you put yourself out there. You go to an event that you might know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And you put yourself out there, and you, it kind of sparks something. Right, right. 
Well, I want to thank you so much for calling in. It's been great chatting with you. And again, throw out the website one more time for people who want to get tickets. So it's, uh, the website is www.arts.uci.edu. Or the phone number, if you want to call the box office, is 949-824-2787. All right. Yes. Molly, thank you so much for calling in. And I look forward to catching up on future events. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Have a great day. That was Molly Lynch calling in, and she's part of the Claire Trevor School of the Arts. If you missed any part of our conversation, it will be up on my blog within an hour after I wrap. The blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a little less than a 10-minute break, and then we're going to be joined by Sean Boyle and Tong Wang. They're going to discuss their individual pieces for Dance Visions 2015, and they're going to be premiering their choreographed pieces for the first time at Dance Vision 15. So uh, just stand by, and they'll come come on about 9.30. We'll take a quick break. I'm Janine, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out. (laughs) 